I fucking hate Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> for making me watch those goddamn commercials. Fuck you. I love Sarah McLaughlin because if I'm linked towards ecstasy, it's still one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> I think you have a refined palate. I mean, we see. Okay, when you talk about palates and refinement, there is knowing what you like. There is have. There is having a great deal of discerning taste as far as your palate's sensitivity. There's also having a range. You may not have a broad palate as far as a range of things you enjoy, but you have, you're very discerning about what it is that you like. That's true. I hate this conversation. And close my eyes. I, why do you hate this conversation? No, why? Whenever I hear palate, it takes me back to my days of waiting tables at Cafe Brazil, where mm-hmm. we would have to like serve. Like Cafe Brazil is not a fancy place, but they did sell wine. At least they started to when I when I first started working there. And so we had to do this whole wine presentation, and the whole entire time I felt like a huge asshole. And you know we had to like pour the wine. Show anyway, the palate. I just don't like palate. Time. I don't like palate. Just drink your fucking coffee just when it's hot. It stops. You're getting palate. very worried. But I've up. got a question sure. for you, Otiana, because Uh-oh. you're also on um, the keto diet, right? During the week, yeah. Do you find that it makes your body odor different? Yes. Okay, good. It because does. like Weird. I get like a like I've got to use talc powder, talcum mm-hmm. powder mm-hmm. on my uh regions. Regions. Because it's like really aromatic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I work like I'm not doing any physical activity when I'm at work, but still when I come home and <laughs> take off my clothes, I'm you like what musky. the fuck is this? I hate it. Um I think it's kinda <laughs> awesome. I mean if you bathe regularly generally People scent is not a bad scent. It's when it gets all unwashed and nasty after some time. People scent gets Swanky. nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, personally, I've noticed, and I don't mind it in myself or in other people, I like the way people smell if it's clean people scent. That's like, you can like not wear deodorant and like go for no. a run. But maybe as an example, you can not wear deodorant, go for a run, come back, and that like fresh sweat scent is nice. No. It's when, it's when the bacteria start to nibble on the fatty acids in your sweat, and it's the, it's the off-gassing they produce that it gets nasty smelling. There's a difference yeah. between fresh sweat and nasty old funky sweat. That's my personal preference matter. But regardless, yes, you're correct. Your body chemistry definitely does change a little bit when you're on a keto diet. We're all sick right now. We yeah, are we're all sniffling sick. and or making sick. noises. I'm to cats. Oh. oh. It's all Kendall's fault. Well, I'm definitely getting over a cold. I'm in the middle of a cold right now. Oh. And I I'll find be that getting it, one next week. Yeah. Yay. It aggravates me. I hate being in public at work when I have a cold because people treat you like shit. I had some asshole spraying Lysol like just in the air are you fucking kidding all me? around I'm not the only one that's sick a lot of people are sick it's just that time of fucking year like you fucking idiot like I wanted to take that fucking Lysol and jam it up her ass <sighs> pissed me off does she does she realize no, never, I'm not gonna go into and she thought it was funny she thought it was a joke and I'm like I am miserable right now I am working 10 hour fucking shifts and I cannot breathe out of my fucking nostrils and you asshole is going to spread spray Lysol up in the air like it's some funny joke we're sick we're pissed off I usually just increase my garlic and or ginger intake accordingly that's and not keto 
I'm just kidding. Garlic and really? <laughs> just kidding. Wow. Yeah, it, it usually helps. That's one of the reasons why I'm just dealing with a stuffy nose and a nasty throat as opposed to being full on sick. I sound terrible, but I don't feel bad. I worked 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. on a Saturday. That sounds particularly On irritating. a Saturday. That sucks. Yeah, I, I definitely woke up at around 11 on Saturday, so that felt it great. It did suck, but my boss was in gray sweatpants, so that made up for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm I slept the entire day. And then Anthony Pettis lost his fight that I stayed up until like midnight, and I was a zombie afterwards. Welcome to Secretly Tim and my name is Johnny here with Megan and Otieno. What's up? Uh, the featured music this week is Police Date by Pussy Riot. Um Megan's going to roll. Do you want to read it? You know, I'd read it. Her, her statement was basically, fuck the police. <laughs> oh, man, that was my joke. Oh, sorry. Fuck, John. You should. You need to keep your jokes to yourself. <laughs> and then other people won't uh, spray them. Do it so, so we took a week off. And uh, just like it always happens in this new cycle, like a bunch of horrible shit happened. Mm-hmm. So, to the point where it's like, where, where, do even, where do we even begin to talk Ooh. about what happened? When we were gone. There's no point in... There really is no point in anything. Nothing's going to change. Nothing matters. No, no, no sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hashtag nothing matters or anything like that. And no, we're not going to have that conversation right now. I got nope. a string nope. of <sighs> reprimands via text by Otiano. Oh, by the way. What? I don't know who started the group chats. It wasn't me. <laughs> but we wasn't need to me. stop it. It was not me. I had not started the group chats. I was simply added to the group chats. That's all I know. There's a lot of uh, uh, background. It's okay now because I finally I figured on. out how to like mute them so that I'm not getting alerted every two seconds that people are commenting. Yeah. But on one of them, there are like we you guys talk about the podcast, but there are two people on the podcast or that I don't know who's linked into it. Like there are numbers that aren't in my phone. They're five one two numbers. And yeah, so I'm like, who are these strangers? I, I have a weird number. No, I, I've, I have your number. Like, I, I know it's I have, you. Yeah, because I have two. In that, in that stream? No, I have one in that string, but the one in that string is not the one you usually have. I have, I have a bunch of phone numbers. Jesus. Google Voice Maybe for the win, you start this over. This is... We Personal really derailed this shit. I know. But I... No, I don't... No, it, it's relevant to like... I want to wrap it up. I want to get done at five so that I can play a little poker. <laughs> you do? At least you have priorities. Yeah. But Megan, you were in the middle of reprimanding me, I believe, for my reprimanding you. If that's if that's where you wish to continue. Oh no, it was an observation. I wasn't oh. reprimanding you. I oh, was okay. just telling a story about something that happened. Ah, oh, gotcha. He said something like, uh, "Blah blah blah." Those are my exact words, actually. Blah yeah. blah and blah. So it means that nothing matters. Not but I think you're correct. Nothing does matter. Nothing's going to change. Actually, so it was the exact opposite. She was saying nothing matters, mm-hmm. and I was suggesting that that is a uh, dangerous point of view to operate from. And I said, please don't take those jokes from me. They're all I have. And I replied that clearly there is far, 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 far more to her than her perception of nothing matters. I'm sure that the podcast audience, the five people that listen to this on the regular, appreciate a cer- the certain Wait, ERS- was this in the group chat? <laughs> no, no. Oh. I, I, I'm sure that there are many folk that appreciate the ERS-esque point of view that Megan brings to the table. And yes, it is charming and enjoyable in, in a lot of ways. It is pretty cute, isn't it? It is, it is very cute, but it is far from your most enduring quality. <sighs> we did miss yeah. Halloween. We missed Halloween because yeah. we were 
off. We had took an off week during Halloween, and one of our news stories is about Halloween. So, just want to get you guys prepped for that. Let's sure. Let's dive right into that. Are we going to dive right in? Where this is well, going. before <laughs> that, I want to play this clip um, from. See, now, now the Republicans are trying so hard to pass this tax plan, and they're trying to lie to everybody to say that hey, it's. Really, it's great for the middle class, right? We all we've all heard this bullshit. Yeah, and didn't uh, what's his name Turtle Boy recently come out and say he may John have missed Turtle Top? Yeah, yeah, no, the, uh, <laughs> there you go. That that Turtle Boy. Oh, yeah. He recently came out and said that he may have misspoke when he or said may have be, misspoke. Yeah, yeah. When he mentioned the uh, that it would may be, have misspoke that there would be a tax cut for the middle class and or yeah, it's it's messy. Okay, so let's, this is this clip is from uh, I think it's from the. Ways and Means Committee? Is that a thing? Is yes. that what it's called? Yes, the Ways and Means Committee. Um, so Congresswoman Suzanne Delbean, she's a Democrat from Washington, is uh, grilling some asshole. So let's see <laughs> some if, asshole. Let's see if I can get it to play. This is from an iPad 2. This is an iPad 2. The yeah, joys of so ancient poor. technology. It's dying. It's so, like, it's it's looking at the... I pressed the, the play twice. Let's see if it'll it's do it. It's thinking about it. It's going, do I really want to play this right now? Maybe I'll think. Oh, about it made it. Really it made hard. it bigger. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here a few we questions. Go. Will a teacher in my district who buys pens, pencils, paper for the, for his students be able to deduct these costs from his tax returns under this plan? HR uh, one would repeal the above the line deduction for uh, teacher uh, expenses. Um, will a corporation that buys pens, pencils, pencils, and papers for its workers be able to deduct those costs? For, deduct those costs from its tax returns under this plan? Uh, the General deduction for uh, ordinary and necessary business expenses by any business entity uh, is not not changed, so it need not be. A so they would, but yes. Um, will a firefighter district be able to deduct the state and local sales taxes that she pays from her tax returns under this plan? Uh, as noted uh, previously, the itemized deduction for the election of either state or local income taxes would be repealed under HR one. And will a corporation be able to deduct sales taxes on business purchases under this plan? Uh, sales taxes incurred uh, as part of the production of income would remain deductible. Okay, so, so they would. Um, will a homeowner in my district be able to deduct more than $10,000 in property taxes under this plan? Uh, uh, real estate uh, uh, taxes uh, under H.R. 1 would be capped at $10,000. Okay. Uh, um, itemized well, deduc- itemized well, deduction. Okay. Um, will a corporation be able to deduct more than $10,000 in property taxes under the plan? Uh, again, under the same, uh, uh, the same rule I was uh, describing as ordinary and necessary business expenses, the taxes attributable to earning income would be deductible, so the short answer is yes. Okay. Um, and if a worker in my district had to move because um, his employer is forcing him to relocate his family or potentially lose his job, can he deduct his moving expenses under this plan? That uh, uh, that above the line uh, deduction is also re- repealed, Ms. Del Benning. Um, he would not be able to. Correct. Yeah. Um, but if a company, a corporation, decides to close its facilities in my district, fire its workers, and move its operation to China, say, um, can it deduct associated moving expenses under this plan? Or stated another way, can a corporation under this plan deduct outsourcing expenses? incurred in relocating a U.S. business outside of the United States? Uh, outside the United States or within the United States, those would be deductible expenses. <laughs> so, wait just a minute here. 
I feel like she knew the answers to those questions <laughs> before she asked them. That was deceptive. So what was her name again? Delbini. Delvini. Delbini. Delbini. Because and, and that was in the Ways and Means Committee, correct? I think so. Because just to be clear, uh, that the bill did in fact still pass that committee. I, mean, I don't think it's good. I still don't think it's going to pass. It passed the one that's the easy one, I think, right? Well, the point that's interesting for me is regardless of um, how many hurdles it's crossed so far, despite that uh, exchange, it still passed that particular um, uh, first step. Yeah. So um, whether that was political theater and or how that particular congresswoman actually voted, because there's there's a long history of Congress people. Well, she's um, a Democrat. So yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. think she voted and for it. I, I mean, basically... The point I'm making is number one, I'd be, I'd like to see how she voted just for absolute verification, and uh, number two, even though she did an excellent job of raising all the points in which that bill basically, you know, guts uh, uh, individuals and or agencies that are trying to do good for the community in favor of corporations, and made that extraordinarily clear in open session, it still cleared that hurdle. And that's well, it surprised me that that clip. Because I agree, I think she did a really good job. That's why I played it, but it didn't get any traction, any mainstream attention at all, which mm-hmm. sucks. Because I mean, before, I mean, we've had some clips, some some excellent clips that that went quote viral, you know, mm-hmm. for Maxine Waters um, mm-hmm. <laughs> reclaiming my time, which is still one which of was... my favorite clips of all time. Not because I like Maxine Walter Walt, Walt Waters, not that I don't, but mm-hmm. because I really hate Steve Mnuchin. And so when anybody makes him look like even more of an asshole than he already is, it makes me smile. Yeah. And, and again, my issue with that clip at the time was while it was a, you know, it was a great zinger, it's still none of the clips that showed off its zingerness really addressed the issue that she was trying to raise. It addressed the fact that she was zinging the dude, but didn't address... No, she was just trying to get him to answer a question, and he was trying to do the age-old trick where, I don't want to answer this question, so I'm just going to talk and talk and talk and talk until Mm -hmm. your time's up. Yeah. And she was like, nope, you're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. You're going to answer my fucking question. (laughs) Did you guys see the one with uh, Ben Carson and answering about HUD? And he basically says, well, you know what? I really think you should move on because I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> it's like, I, he either didn't know the answer, he knew the answer, he didn't want to give the answer. Right. He was like, I don't want to open my notebook. Mm-hmm. And he just talks so fucking weird. That's a weird ass dude. He's a weird ass dude. Yeah, he's. <laughs> a picture of him hanging out with like Klingon Jesus on his wall. When wall I was 13, yeah. I almost smashed my mother's head in with a hammer. Oh my they, God. Do you remember he really did say something like that? He was trying to act like it was all fucking tough. Going to I tried a to stab Popeye's organization. But and his belt just, buckle no, saved him. No, no, no. Why? And I'm now the director of HUD. Can we please get a token Negro in that office that actually has some way of speaking that is not great against reality itself or something? Please. Omarosa and Ben Carson. That's oh, Ben okay. Carson's black. <sighs> well, what are you doing, Otieno? You have an open schedule. Um, I don't think I'd be very well qualified to serve in that office. Even though I think I'd still probably do a better job than that dude would be. The uh, <laughs> the uh, climate I'll be forced to work in would make me would ironically enough make me stabby. I so just with everything that's going on, like I don't understand. Like even like the few Republicans, like the Republican pundits that I do like, like the Steve Schmitz and the Nicole Wallaces, and that really that former Miss America, whatever that she's on there every once in a while. Um, I don't understand why you're still a Republican. 
After all, like you're doing enough to like talk some shit about the Republicans, which is great because I mean the Republicans, unlike the Democrats and the Independents, they lockstep together even when they shouldn't. You know, power. Um, Democrats the are the first ones to fucking scatter like mm-hmm. fucking kittens at the, the first sh- sign. <laughs> the short answer is power, plain and simple. The they Republicans still- are like, well, if Roy Moore. Um, had a consensual relationship with that 14 year old, um, then that he clearly shouldn't have, then yeah, he shouldn't, uh, he should, he should just step down. But that's if he did it. It's like the dude glossing over the molested point. children. Yeah. Glossing He's a over pedophile. The point that a 14 year old can't consent said legally. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. She legal was consent. totally is, into yeah, it. About that. <sighs> they, they just kissed. Ooh, it's a thirty something year old man kissing a fourteen year old girl. Yeah, you don't do that. That's that's even. I mean, it would be one thing if um, if it was even legal consent, but it's not. It's she not. cannot legally consent at yeah. fourteen. Period. Even in like some of the wackier states that drop it as low as fifteen. Fourteen is definitely below the legal oh God, consent. Oh God, let's age. not get in. No, you weren't on the cast back then when we got into a huge discussion about consents, and I had to like, guys, like even though in Texas. Legally, mm-hmm. 14-year-olds can consent to sexual relations with other teenagers. Adults that, cannot. Which is very different. Very, it's different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think in Texas, it's still 17. There's just that three, three-year uh, Romeo and Juliet law. Yeah. When I was in high school, I thought it made me a really cool teenager. It turns out it just made them a really creepy adult. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think that, theoretically, I think there are some 14-year-olds... Uh, boys and girls that can consent to decisions, but legally they still cannot. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's all on the adult, you know. Yeah, make good choices. Yeah, and it is also interesting. So when it came to, uh, and I know this has been spread around. I'm not the one that 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 noticed this, but I will repeat it. That when Anthony Rapp came out with his story about Kevin Spacey, everybody immediately believed him. And Netflix took took action. Hundreds of people lost their jobs over this, which is sad. But Anthony Rapp's recollection was never in question, and he was one person, no corroborate writing. Exactly. Now I think it was four women that came out against uh, this Moore motherfucker in Alabama, with thirty plus witnesses. Every woman is on the record too, which is normally doesn't happen in cases like this because they're afraid of. Retaliation. Exactly. And you have Republican senator after Republican senator and Republican congressman and the president of the fucking United States saying, well, if these allegations are true. Not that clearly they are true. This guy was this guy was not qualified before this happened. And he's certainly not qualified now. You do have to take the hysteria factor into consideration. Oh, yeah, totally. Those, like, uteruses make you so hysterical. Bitches be crazy. Yep, yep. Something about that wacky female plumbing makes them just crazy pants. It's infuriating. It's sickening. And and this guy is, is now he's running ads on this. He's getting money from this. Wait, what? He's turning it into the Democrats are attacking me. They made all this stuff up. It's all fake. And there was some, it was a young woman on that I saw being interviewed on the news about this from Alabama that said that she's still voting for more because this is just, they're just attacking Christians because that's what they do here. And there was even that one guy that tried to 
he said you like you heard probably heard this the guy that that used the biblical reference and said well mary mary was a teenager when she met joseph which basically, like, he's saying, like, the whole thing about the virgin birth was that she was a fucking virgin. Yeah, I was going to so say, So he's they not bang, calling that I... into question. <laughs> like, Congratulations on questioning the tenets of modern Christianity. I'm not Good a job. biblical yeah. scholar, but I don't remember them banging in that story. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that part was maybe missing. Yeah. <laughs> Go Mary. Seducing older men. God bless America. This is what we've come to. But there was goody, 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 goody two shoes news in Virginia. But, but I wonder how much, um, how much that had to do with, you know, Virginia, they got rid of that whole electronic voting systems altogether. They went back to the, uh, paper ballots, paper ballots. which is a damn fine idea. Yeah. Let's just pause for a second and, you know, special shout out and or thank you to everybody that got out and actually, like, you know, voted locally. I didn't vote locally this time. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was sure at work. Did. <laughs> I'm so fucking out of the loop. I did not even know what we were voting on. There was a bunch of propositions uh, uh, regarding uh, the bond and a bunch Oh, then of- I couldn't vote in that anyway. For Dallas? I can't vote in Dallas. Oh, I live right, in Frisco. Right, right. You don't live in Dallas. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, there was... I feel less yeah. bad. <laughs> but regardless, you know, there was a bunch of big blue sweeps in Virginia and otherwise. We um, elected a transgendered metalhead to the uh, Virginia metal legislature. Head? Yes. And her band, by the way, Cab Ride Home, is amazing. You should check yes. them out. They're good old-fashioned, oh. like, Northern Virginia thrash. It's some really, really fucking good music. Was what's, she the one that ran on traffic? Uh, among other things, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Representative Danica Rome, who you should totally check out. She is a total badass. Um, and no, seriously, cab ride home. We should we should make the song of the week next week. No, okay. seriously, because she's the band is crazy good. If I won't, were, I won't even ask her because I know if she's that she's probably cool with it. It's it's a it's really good North Virginia thrash. <laughs> she sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Do you know who Michelle Wolf is from? Uh, uh, oh, The Daily Show. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Um, she was on um, John Lovett's podcast, Love It or Leave It, mm-hmm. um, that that just uh, aired this Saturday, mm-hmm. and she was hilarious when talking about she, that. She, she's she's like, she ran funny. on traffic. <laughs> she's like, that's what you got to do. Did you hear about, the most, did you hear about the, most, the most ridiculous burn ever on her part? The When she's like, I won't speak ill against one of my yes. constituents. <laughs> oh, I got chills. It was so nice. The most, the, the most, most polite way to casually destroy someone, without even intending to, just being polite. Mm-hmm. Truly, a although it lady. is annoying. Do you notice, like, and we do a lot of media bashing, but after Virginia, I noticed a lot of uh, people on the news saying. Now, the Democrats shouldn't, you know, count all their eggs before they hatch. They shouldn't celebrate too hard because blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, like, I recall where I was when uh, when the Republicans, uh, after Obama's first term, when the Republicans came in and just fucking massacred everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, because I was, I was making, actually, this desk right here, I just bought it from Ikea, and I was trying to put it together, and I was getting very frustrated, and I was listening to the election results, and everybody was like, you know setting themselves on fire because of how what the unthinkable happened and Nancy Pelosi was out and she had to give the hammer over to that asshole John Boehner mm. um, who I would kill to have back now because I like him a lot more than Mitch McConnell well, um, but anyway I, I don't remember the media at all saying the Republicans should you know really go really too far because this is just you know step one even though they got shellacked in the presidential the two years later I may have gotten my years wrong, but whatever. 
Sorry, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm sick. I'm on Afrin and cough drops right now. I feel like I don't know what we've talked about today. I know. This is just rambling. Good thing Regina's really not is. on because she'd be complaining right now. Uh, that's what I'm trying <laughs> like, to do. We are off topic. I love you, Regina. I miss you. Are we doing a hot topic? We yeah. already kind of started on hot topics without the bumper. No I'll good. Let's do the bumper right now. Naughty, and then we can talk naughty. about Halloween. And then we can uh, talk about some other stuff. That you want to talk about. We'll just talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's When are show. we going to talk about dicks is what I want to know. They're, I thought that's what this show was about. I just want to say normally, it was very hot, very loud in my ears. And I just accepted it. I did not jump to try and turn the volume down. You're a really good person. No, I've just gotten to that. I meant in that acceptance. Remember earlier when you guys were complaining about something and I said, just stop complaining. <laughs> Don't try to change the world because nothing's going to change ever. I, I, again, disagree acceptance. vehemently with that point. Nihilism. They, somebody murdered 20 plus people in a church. That didn't change anything. Sandy somebody murdered anything. 50 plus people in Vegas. That changed nothing. Well, there's the only, a very easy way to change this, actually. Maybe if it happened on the Senate floor. There's a very easy way to change this. Not that I'm saying that I want that to happen. I don't. But maybe that would change something. There's a very easy way to change this. Move. 2018, fucking vote out those GOP psychotic motherfuckers that apparently refuse to acknowledge that... But the sad thing is that I... Most of the Democrats didn't even come out that strongly. They're still doing the tiptoeing. We need stronger thing for mental thing. No, we need to take them all away. Citizens don't need to have AK for whatever the they don't need military style weapons. They don't. You don't hunt with that shit. You kill people with that shit. We all know that. My only concern with that degree of um, <laughs> trying to get rid of all the guns all at once in that context, as far as assault weapons or semi-automatic weapons or whatever, is that is exactly what a lot of these right wing crazy pants motherfuckers are terrified of. And they would respond with force. Do a government buyback program. Those right wing, that's much. Those less same guys are going to be like, "Oh, yes. you're going to give me money? Oh, I can buy more meth with that shit." Okay, here you go. Here's my AK-47. Here's my rocket launcher. We don't need to resort to, to, to <laughs> petty stereotypes in that regard because there's plenty of um, uh, upper middle class and or middle class suburbia dwelling tech you're right, job like having that Vegas folks guy. with plenty of guns. So. But regardless, the point of the matter being to outlaw everything and or not make it a staged approach would inflame them all the more. And they are already looking for an excuse to respond violently to some form of incursion, be it from government. I'm not going to be afraid from those, about those motherfuckers anymore. Um, which, I'm not so much stating because I mean I think we, we do way caution. too much like walking on eggshells with those people to begin with. I agree, but that's one of the how we got we into do that this is because shit. They have a that's lot how they can hold up a government building and fucking Colorado or whatever and we're like Montana. don't don't do anything was it Oregon it was Oregon Oregon whatever the fuck it was Eamon Bundy and company yeah but regardless no I agree entirely that we're, we're definitely stepping lightly around them and I can go with, I can go through a long history of how we've been doing that since 2009 and earlier as far as contemporary policy no um, no we did that since they came over on the goddamn Mayflower true but specifically in regards to we used to I mean since um uh, uh Oklahoma and the and and that uh federal building and, and whatnot um, <laughs> I was doing some research about this actually. Uh, in 2009, you may recall there was a report released, uh, by the Department of Homeland Security 
that basically tried to warn the U.S. government about the thing we're dealing with right now, i.e. veterans coming from Afghanistan, Iraq, and wherever else, uh, coming back to the U.S. and being actively recruited by a white supremacist and or violent right-wing extremists and uh, uh, rising numbers of right-wing recruitment of those type of folk and increasing proliferation of uh, um, uh, right-wing extremist whites and uh, white supremacist groups. And basically, uh, John Boehner, among a whole bunch of the folks in Congress, basically said, why are you insulting our veterans like that? Veterans of foreign wars got out to the same thing. Veterans would never, what do you mean veterans, blah, 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 and so on. Um, and they protected their base and or uh, other crazy white dudes with guns. And, sat, and, and not only did they did they uh, get the Department of Homeland Security to remove and retract that report to where it's difficult to find copies of it online now. Um, but they whittled down the department that was doing research on white wing, right wing extremism to only like a handful of dudes. They yeah, that was recently. No, 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 no. This is Trump. Point, 2009 was when this started. Yeah, but I mean, Trump, the Trump administration and now are like, we're just going to ignore those reports. That, what I'm saying is the group was already operating on a shoestring budget and the last of them got removed by the Trump administration lately. And they're increasing their scrutiny and or efforts to catch quote, B-I-E's, i.e. Uh, uh, black people. Uh, bl- black identity extremists and Muslims. So, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> I just wanted to give a better idea of the long scope of this and how long it's been going on that we are actively ignoring uh, uh, these groups. And so I'm not saying that we should be afraid of them. We just need to be aware of the amount of, I don't, I don't want to say influence, but the amount of time they have had to expand their numbers and uh, their resources. Well, I just find it interesting that Australia had one mass shooting and immediately they're like, okay, this shit's got to stop. And ever since that, they haven't had another mass shooting. Yeah, yeah, so it can be very possible. But they have a very it's different possible. history with, with... Well, we need to create a new fucking history then. Well, I'm just saying. They, hey, Megan. Their, their history <laughs> of privilege and gun ownership and all that fun stuff is drastically different from we ours. We need to start over with just all criminals. <laughs> We need to gather up everybody that stole bread and potatoes, and we need to just expand it from there. And one day we'll be. Then you'll get a grateful people. (laughs) How are you doing, Megan? I'm amazing. I feel really great. How long are you here for? I leave tomorrow morning, very early. Oh, I know. Then it's a 15-hour drive, so. It's going to be a long day. Uh, lots of mixtapes. And a Geometro. Yeah, <laughs> Changing the cassette. Well, story number one that I've teased before. So, like we said, we've missed Halloween. I was actually not feeling well on Halloween either, so I stayed home. Um, did you guys do anything for Halloween? <laughs> We're so old. It's not like, that it's, I'm it's old. lame. Like,. I'm I'm almost of that mindset. If you're an adult, you shouldn't do fucking shit for Halloween. I was I was actually at a Halloween party doing Halloween shit on su- the Sunday prior to Halloween. Uh, there was this badass like uh, um, uh, it used to be a mausoleum uh, vintage house I was at with like a bunch of people in vintage Halloween costumes and drinking an unusual cocktail concoction type things and having having fun conversations and it was a very spooky Halloween. What did you dress thing. as? Were you a mummy? What did I dress as? Um, no, I was um, doing this Midsummer Night's Dream, Lord Oberon type thing with like horns and this vintage um, 
uh, uh, vintage has come stuff. up a lot in this conversation. Yes, I was hanging out with a bunch of vintage loving folk. It was pretty cool. So yeah, adults can do Halloween, buddy. <laughs> Megan, did you do anything for Halloween? Uh, I think I was in Washington D.C. with my friend and her kid watching Rescue Bots. What's that? Uh, I'm so glad you asked. It's a <laughs> uh, it's a Transformers spinoff. Uh, cartoon thing but as my friend pointed out a different friend than the one that i was watching with uh it has a lot of voice talent tim curry and uh mark hamill mm. and some other people i wonder if our friend laura bailey's in it she's in everything um, um our friend we went to school with laura bailey i went to school with lots of people who are not my friend oh well um Kim Kardashian, we all know Kim Kardashian. So um, she likes Halloween, and one of her costumes offended a lot of people. And so this story actually comes to us from our friend Joe in Dallas, um, who wanted us to talk about it and share our opinions. Um, Kim Kardashian is sorry her Aaliyah costume offended you, but quote, we don't see color in my home. Oh boy. Kim it didn't Car- have anything to do with a plane crash, did it? No. Oh, my God. Okay, that would be really offensive. Zing. Go no. On. Uh, this year, Kardashian outdid herself, earning the title of Queen of Halloween with the many extravagant costumes she wore. Over the span of five days, the star stepped out in four costumes inspired by her favorite music icons of all time, legends Cher, Madonna, Selena, and Aaliyah. But the internet was not pleased to see Kardashian no channeling... No blackface, no blackface, no blackface. No blackface. No, okay, no blackface. <laughs> Channeling the late 90s Arbeen singer, accusing her of being insensitive or offensive with her choice of costume. Quote, legend or not, Aaliyah is a black woman and you're not, wrote one Twitter user. Though the Keeping Up with the Kardashian star didn't respond at the time about her decision to wear the crystal choker bejeweled bra and black pants that R&B legend wore in her Try Again video, today Kardashian opened up on her app. God, this is like really an advertisement for Kardashian's app. Anyway, she said, When I was deciding what I wanted to be for Halloween this year, I had a lot of ideas that I narrowed down to musical icons, and my second costume was Aaliyah. Uh, the look was inspired by what she wore in the Try Again music video. I wore a costume. Okay, blah, blah, blah. We don't care about that. Quote, Aaliyah was such an amazing singer, and she will forever be a music legend. I saw a line that some people thought my costume was in poor taste, and I am truly sorry if that offended anyone. Quote, when I was creating the costume, I wasn't dressing up as a race or culture, but rather as a woman whom I will always admire. I play every kind of music, uh, every kind of genre of music in my home, and I like for my kids to be exposed to many different artists. Um, Kardashian compared dressing up as Aaliyah to her older sister, Kourtney Kardashian, who dressed up as African-American pop legend Michael Jackson and her son, Saint, who channeled Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose this year. For me, it's always about love and respect. I love that Kourtney was Michael Jackson... Um, and that my son was Axl Rose. We don't see color in my home. We were paying homage to people and artists we love and respect. It's that simple. Okay, so is she in the right or is she in the wrong? He wants to go first. So first off, John, I just want to say I'm mad at you for making me listen to that many yeah, words Jesus that came out of Kim Christ. Kardashian's mouth all at once. Why it's, Why do people hate Kim Kardashian? It's really easy. <laughs> among other things. But I'm just Effortless. so curious as to exactly what she did I to think the really most offensive thing is... Being respected by Kim Kardashian. That's how she disrespected Aaliyah. <laughs> I think... Asshole. I, I, the issue that I take with her is that her family's empire is, to some degree, built on... Um, Ray J's dick? 
Two things. <laughs> Come number, on, that was a good one. <laughs> that was that was not bad. Two things. Uh, number one, sex tapes and or the strategic release thereof. And number two, monetizing their affinity of and or proximity to certain aspects of blackness. Those that so while in this case personally, if anybody else on the planet had dressed as Aaliyah, it wouldn't be that big of a fucking deal. But the fact that this is not the first time that she has specifically parroted a problematic well not no Aaliyah's not problematic. In the past she has uh uh parroted problematic uh uh, uh, uh presentations of black folk for the sole purpose of the media attention it garnered her. Like there was this one very popular uh, um, uh, photograph of a um, of a black woman popping oh, a bottle the, of champagne, yeah. going over the back of her head, over, over, over her very, you know, uh, accented uh, uh, hindquarters and so on, you know, shut off that <laughs> ass, whatever. Ham hocks. Yeah, exactly. And the woman in the original photograph was very, very dark-skinned. And the photograph was clearly um, uh, playing off this entire, like, primitive, dark-skinned, big-booty trope thing at the time. So to have her try to emulate that and with her, you know, surgically enhanced uh, uh, backside and so on at the same time, allegedly. this came off as... No, no, no. There's, there's, there's no allegedly she to that has, ass. She has dude. said over and over again that that... Have you seen nothing. pictures of her before and after that ass? Have you she, looked at them? Squats. No, no, no. Squat booty looks one way. Squat. That booty looks like my... <laughs> John did, did, no. squats. But Whatever. even then, if she wanted to buy her ass, let her buy her ass. I'm not complaining about the fact that she bought her ass. you're doing a lot of complaining. I'm not complaining about the fact she bought her ass. I'm complaining there's about... nothing about nothing, hate. What I'm complaining about is the way in which she used her purchased ass to showcase that particular photograph. But at the same in, time, she was the subject of that photograph. Like, she was a model. So the pictures that she has chosen to parrot in many cases have been problematic but representations. But is it her choosing of, it, or is it the photographer and whoever Do you really believe that someone shoot? that media conscious wouldn't have a role in choosing how they are presented? Yeah. I mean, that's... That's like her. That I'm just saying, her I'm just saying you can't, her you can't jam. just blame and her. And bread and butter. Get it? Yeah. Jam, All right. Nicely done. High five. Thank you. I actually don't. That's I mean, a good one. here, when she says, um, where is it? Um, More Kardashian words. <laughs> well, no, I think she has a good point when she said that she wasn't. She wasn't portraying. No, 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 no. no. When she talks about she's portraying a woman, she was. I wasn't dressing up as a race or a culture, but rather as a woman whom I'll always and, admire. And that's the frustrating part. And she part. didn't do any sort of blackface. No, she no, didn't no, do no, anything no. like that. I she agree was with just. You. I agree. In this case, she did nothing wrong as far as her Aaliyah costume. Anyone, in my opinion, should be able to dress up like Aaliyah as long as they're not putting some fucking shoe polish on their face when they do it. If they just want to wear what her Akasha costume or her whatever other costumey type thing, if they want to do like zombie plane crash stuff, that'd be in poor fucking taste. Uh, we but, have people uh, uh, on this cast that would totally do that. My point is not here. That, Cindy's not here right now. I, I, I don't <laughs> think Cindy would do this, but Cindy was Cindy was. Was it Cindy John JonBenet Ramsey? Cindy would totally that's, do that. That's very... Anyway, my point is that this particular instance of her costuming is not, in my opinion, the problematic thing. The fact is it's her and her history of the way in which 
her family and her herself have monetized their proximity to blackness without giving credit where credit is due and or it's one of these things where like literally a black woman could do something on Instagram. In fact, they've done that shit before, by the way. Her daughter's literally like, oh, look, that's fashionable. That's cute. That's uh, yeah. nice. Some black person did that. I'm going to do it now and make all the cash without giving any of the credit. Their family is built upon that complex. So, again, this costuming instance is not the issue. Well, I'm just saying they can't build that on their own. There's a whole media that's promoting that they, shit. Like when ex- when one of those starters did something. No, I'm I'm totally agreeing with you. I'm just saying it's you're giving I think you're giving them way too much credit. Because being for savvy their about whole it? empire, or well, they're being savvy about it because there, there's another market that's buying into it, you know. No, 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 uh, yeah, so like when, you... when one of the Kardashian does her hair in corn rolls, there's a, there's a writer who says, Oh, look, she's doing this new fashion trend, yeah, that everybody yeah. gets in it rightfully gets pissed off about, but they mm-hmm. get p- pissed off mostly at her and not the people that are commenting on that and giving putting that out there in the first place i'm not going to disagree with you that like the uh it's all fucked there's a certain portion of the media and or our culture at large that basically is you know extracting and or monetizing aspects of black culture for their benefit and not at all benefiting the the originators of that content that is something that american culture rock and roll was period like i said that's something that american culture does period but when you can literally catch someone doing it in the moment then yes you should call them out on it so there's nothing wrong with her Aaliyah costume but it's part of a larger pattern of her doing this kind of thing so anybody can wear an Aaliyah costume but the kardashians need to calm the fuck down with that shit the problem is that i know who she is and i don't have a television that's what bothers me. <laughs> this is me. my point. This is the, that's the most I've ever said about a Kardashian in my entire life, and I intend. Well, it to seemed try like you had a lot of thoughts, though, because it's kind of common knowledge. If you you know, pitted even to like the, the the tail ends of the media, that this is kind of what they build their brand on. And I listen to the read a lot. But I think that uh, I think that sadly, more people are fans of them than are not. I think, although I think there is a growing community that just love to hate them. They're like I said, no matter they're, what, they're easy to hate. And I wonder, I wonder if. If they were, if they were all men instead of women, if they would get that same amount of hate, you know, I would really hope so. But I think you're right. I would really, really hope so. But I can't say it because I mean, well, I guess Ray J's career didn't really go off. Well, he did have a VH1 show, um, but I mean, if my sex tape leaked, I would do leaked, all it did to, to. I would hope it was because that was kind of one of the early ones, dude. I mean, that's that would. I mean. Are we talking about your sex tape now? Or I don't have a sex about, tape. But oh. I was just thinking, I was just trying that to put myself you. in her shoes. But do you really think that, that the mother would do yes. that? I, I, I wouldn't put it past them. The, the, in this context, when you say her fans, you're not talking necessarily only about people that like her and copy her, but people who don't like her because that promotes the brand too yeah remember when she had the receipts on on taylor swift uh no you remember how okay so (laughs) we're talking about more everybody hates taylor swift at what point is it what is taylor swift doing that makes everybody hate her let's not even talk about how problematic horrible and you know borderline (laughs) of a fucking alt-right nobody hates sarah mclaughlin that's the Sarah McLaughlin play Little Fair. I told a different story. I fucking hate Sarah McLaughlin for making me watch those goddamn commercials. Fuck you. I love Sarah McLaughlin because of Fumbling Towards Ecstasy is still one of the greatest albums of all time. But that's a whole different story. My point, Which one? Fumbling Towards Ecstasy. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. One of the greatest albums of all time. Oh, yeah. 
But my point is that, um, so you, okay, so Kanye West had this song where the, during, during which the video and the lyrics had him like in bed with Taylor Swift and talking about how he made Taylor Swift famous and this, that, and the other. That was recent, did. though. That was fairly recently, right? And Taylor Swift got all offended, like, how could you say that about me? So on and so on. And he says, no, 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 I asked you beforehand. She's like, no, 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 you never, you never had that conversation. What are you talking about? Then Kim rolls up with the receipts of them actually, ha- she recorded that conversation. Oh, that's a yeah. Weird thing where to do. my that's point is, that's somebody, some smart shit. Would somebody she who knew has, that was going to happen? Would somebody she, that has that kind of management over their public image and understands the importance of recording certain events and releasing certain events? Or maybe certain she times, just knows Taylor Swift. She knows Taylor Swift would do that. Oh, this. I'm, I'm, I'm the victim again. I'm not. I'm not arguing against you, but I'm saying that that points to the kind of person that would. That's a partner that you want in life that has your back. Fair she enough. She had Fair his enough. fucking back. She, she said, "This little twat is going to try and turn this around." I didn't want to use any other There's bad a word. A thousand other words you could have used there. I thought you Give me one. Um, See, it's vapid, hard. Vapid waste of skin. <laughs> there are a thousand ways to insult someone that aren't gendered. I'm glad that you use the term uh, partner, though, because that's what this is, right? A partnership. It's a business. Thank you. These two dudes, Kardashian and uh, yeah. West. Kanye, whatever. <laughs> I'm still anyway, trying to think of other words that aren't. We can, we can totally stop. Because I want to use the B word. Because I was doing it in Kardashians. I was trying to evoke Kardashian. Yes. So when I would say, when I called Taylor Swift the T word, I wasn't saying it as John, I was saying it as Kim. (laughs) My point is... That she probably used the B word. We could totally stop talking about the Kardashians right now. That's totally okay. In fact, could we stop talking about it 15 minutes ago? Mm -hmm. I like that. That's also okay, too. Let's do that. (laughs) Either way, because... I, I've never said that many words about them in a, in a sentence, in a string before, and I feel oh, dirty. Good on Ken for recording that shit. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not know. I, did, I was not aware of that. In fact, sometimes when I'm watching the E Channel, like that media show will come on, and then I have to immediately like find the clicker and change it because I just, I just, I can't because I don't like like the Hollywood shit. So, how about that local sports team? Which yeah. one? Did you see that ludicrous display last night? No, I was watching UFC. Oh. <laughs> display? Okay, there's this bit in the IT crowd where that's what you say when someone says something about sports. Did you see that ludicrous display last night? That's what you're supposed to say. I really yeah. like that show. They're Australian? No. no, that was my terrible British accent. Oh. It sounded more Australian was, than British, didn't so it? Don't be so hard on yourself. It was, more, it was kind fun. of Scottish-ish in there, too. I haven't done an accent in a while. I've got to practice. It's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Good show. I, I low-key was hoping that Moz would get the next nod for uh, the doctor. Although the the uh, promo shots they've released so far of the new lady doctor look pretty awesome. The one with the, they had the cow shit in the background and the uh, our department didn't forgot to clean up. I mean, it is the, <laughs> the you're you're in the greenery, so cow sh- you know cow pucks occur. Cow Happens. patty, cow patties, cow, pucks, cow patty. cow whatever you want to call it. Speaking of sports, isn't there a sport where you fling those cow turds? I've heard legends of it. I, I, I don't I don't roll in the farm. That that deep, so I wouldn't know. Hockey puck tossing, cow patty tossing, caber uh, tossing. Uh, what is his name? The guy in that who's also in the Jessica Williams show, which is awesome on Netflix. Jessica Williams? You mean Jessica Jones? No, Jessica Williams. Who's Jessica? Oh, okay. I know who Jessica Williams. Jay Willie. 
Moss. Oh, Shit. Uh, I thought you were No, talking. no, Moss. Different guy. I forgot. Oh, um, Olu. Are we still talking about Doctor Who? I'm so confused. Yes. He has a Nigerian name. Oh, uh, Something, Aeol. oh, something. It's like yeah. Aeoli or... Yeah. Yeah, not Aeoli, but yeah. And we have the internets for this. He's this fancy British dude who's really funny and yeah. Would have been a cool, I got a crush cool on that dude. Did you guys ever see Dark Place Hospital? No. no. Oh my God. He was in that. He oh. was uh, fantastic. I'm going to send you a clip of a cool interview with him I found on the internet once where he's, well, he's being all savvy and charming and stuff. It's quite attractive. All right. Yeah, man. That dude is... Yeah. Huh? He, he would have been a great doctor, I think. He did have this travel show though on like... Did he? Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know if it's Hulu or Amazon or Netflix. It bored me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> is That's the, never any Is good. where I was going with that. So, I, uh, Megan, do you have a story Richard. you wanted to bring to the Richard, table uh, of awesome? Uh, no, not at all. Ah, uh, because if not, I do have the, uh, the story that I could... I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I, I, I didn't want to, you know, have you go before me because mine tend to run long. Get out of town. No. Just a little bit. In the meantime, I'm also like low-key looking at my phone to see what the hell this dude's name is. Richard Ayoade there is his is. name. There we go. Had to remember that. That's going to drive me crazy. Anyway, Richard Ayoade. Cool dude. So. Should I set a timer? If you really want to. How much time How much time do we give to see if he can get through the whole story? Uh, this is, this could be a thing now to see like if, if, if it's going to be a timed thing, then... A, I demand the ability to rehearse next time. And <laughs> B, I want like a bumper and everything. You know, Otieno's like five minute conspiracy theory or okay, something like five, that. Okay, five minutes. <clears throat> really? I, five minutes. Can, can I do seven? I just want to see if you can do it. I want to do seven. Five minutes is actually really long. Okay, fine, five You minutes. don't realize how how Much I long it is. Okay, that'll be that'll be the... Uh, bumper from... <laughs> <laughs> I really like that actually. Could that be it? That'd be awesome. That's, that's Wait, my hold ringtone hold on, hold on. for when strangers call me. Oh, is it? Because <laughs> it gets me ready. So I want the dun dun at the end. Is this too. about dicks or not? This is this is actually well, it's about figurative dicks, not actual dicks. Or give him two minutes. Dicks. Let's go. What two minutes? That's oh god damn it. So <laughs> as many of you may have been we'll aware, split the difference. Well, I can't do three and a, uh, I can do. I can go. do three and a half minutes. Wait, let me set this up. Oh, three and a half minutes. God. You can do it, Otino. Do a micro machines. I am not gonna do micro. I already talked fast enough as it is. Oh, I've already started. Okay, so as many of you may have been aware, there was this kind of beware, beware the 4th of November thing uh, going on two weeks ago. Basically, a bunch of... Well, originally it was the 5th. Yes, that was Guy Fawkes Day, but I'm talking about the American conspiracy, in quote, uh, conspiracy in large quotes, that the right wing tried to uh, 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 posit up to mass media at large that a bunch of, quote, Antifa super soldiers were going to, you know, carve through the countryside, beheading white parents and or killing white folk and or trying to overthrow the government. And, um, yeah, it was covered by everybody is whacked out and crazy as Alex Jones to slightly less crazy uh, sites like Gateway Pundit. It made its way into the uh, Fox News cycle. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, what's his name? The, the, Sean Hannity talked about it. A bunch of uh, right-wing media were talking about the possibility of this revolution on the 4th of November. And um, this is particularly interesting given that this was all started by an organization that had nothing to do with Antifa. No Antifa advertisements of any kind on their sites. They are decidedly left-wing, but basically they blocked off a chunk of highway traffic in California uh, last month to say, hey, we're going to stage a protest on the 4th, and had a bunch of Facebook meetups set aside for and a website where you could print off um, – their cool uh, graphics and so on to put onto signs, basically saying, hey, we're going to stand around and protest and be mad until Trump and Pence leave office, which 
you know, sure, great idea, but probably not going to work out all that well. And they had literally, you know, all over most major cities, they had a protest plan. Again, not Antifa affiliated, no Antifa documentation anywhere, anywhere in their stuff. Um, totally nonviolent was the plan. Um, but somehow this was turned into an Antifa thing by the right wing to the point where a bunch of sites were actually, you know, trying, I mean, people were buying extra guns and ammo in case all kinds of crazy went down on the 4th. And uh, the part that troubled me about it was twofold. Number one, that it's not that I was scared of Antifa, quote, super soldiers doing anything because they don't exist. And because the people that I know on that more extreme end of the left had no idea that anything was going on whatsoever. Uh, Antifa is not really that centralized in the first place to be able to hold some crazy national event. But that the right wing, basically, if they saw some kid wandering around in a hoodie listening to his headphones and he sneezed hard, he might get shot five different times by six different people from like, you know, sniping points all over the city because they were concerned about Antifa uprisings. It's not the people that are actually, that aren't going to do anything you have to worry about. It's people that are afraid the people that aren't going to do anything are going to do something. So we had this moment where basically they're all stoking these fires of absolute fear, terror, horror, and explosion. And they're the ones stoking the fires are coincidentally the ones that happen to have most of the guns. So they're not particularly engaged in any sort of risk. They're not actually in danger from anyone. The only thing that's happening is they are endangering other people. And this was just casually went off in the news and, 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 no one on in the actual mainstream media gave it that much oxygen. It was discussed briefly in The Guardian and a couple of other sites. Not all that much on CNN. But meanwhile, again, the right-wing media had people in a frothing mad mass. And thankfully, nothing happened. So what happens if something did happen or if, when this happens again? Uh, discuss. You did it. Hey. There you go. <laughs> I like the idea of Otino's conspiracy corner. I think we should, it should be a week. <laughs> <laughs> I will push up against the label of conspiracy, though, because this was not my conspiracy. <laughs> this is them trying to turn it into well, a conspiracy like, where there was none. Stuff like this has happened before. I mean... Oh, as far as in history? Yeah, yes, I mean, totally. Bill O'Reilly, remember that abortion doctor that was murdered because Bill O'Reilly kept on... Egging people on, or that Bill O'Reilly, it was kept Bill, yeah, was or that, or that, uh, or that, uh, mm-hmm. exactly, or that, uh, or that PizzaGate guy who yeah, literally had somebody exactly. wander into a place without a basement, looking for a basement with a with a gun. They do this, and people get hurt, <coughs> and people are outraged for a minute, and then something else happens, and they forget. Yeah. I mean, that's why we are here to inform our massive fan base <laughs> about the issues on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. By the way, I need to ask the guys from Linoleum Knife how they how they know how many downloads they have. I'm going to put that on my to-do list because I've tried to figure that out from iTunes and iTunes does not give a flying shit about us at all. Why would they? Surprise! The only time I've I actually, I don't think I've ever. I, the only time I got an email from iTunes was to say, "Hey, your podcast is up." Like ten years ago. <laughs> that was sweet of them, though, don't you think? It was business. But the, the discussion we were—I wanted to have was so in that in, in that news cycle where the mainstream media seemed to kind of keep that entire topic topic at an arm's distance, so as to not give it oxygen. Um, that's kind of what we've been doing to the right wing altogether is at least as far as media attention goes, trying not to engage Richard Spencer and give him a platform with which to spout his crazy or whatever else. Um, and, but that strategy, cause so the, the mainstream media went on the opposite side of that strategy in 
giving Trump too much oxygen. Uh, as, I mean, literally showing an empty podium where he was about to speak, as opposed to showing uh, Bernie Sanders' speech or a Clinton speech or whatever else. They were showing a Trump empty podium. That's how much oxygen and space they were giving him. That was the best part else. of the speech, though. Totally. <laughs> um, and I've heard this on Facebook, and it's true. Like, I fucking hate Trump. Yeah. But those debates, those Republican debates, were hilarious. Let's not get off track. Yeah. Continue. So, so yeah, there's media giving them, giving the Trump campaign too much oxygen. So it's, and then there is, um, Western culture at large, try, at least American Western culture, trying to not give bigots as much airtime. I, but, you know, clearly if you look on any, um, articles comment feed or, uh, YouTube comment feed, it's chock full of that maggoty, you know, well, was, under the rock nastiness. Well, just last week, there was, I want to say it was Newsweek or The New Yorker or one of those, they had a full article about former Trump supporters where, you know, you almost feel sorry for them. And then later on at the very end of the article, they're talking about they're using racial slurs left and right. And you're like, no, I don't feel sorry for you. You're trash fucking people. Those weren't even formers. Those are folks that were still, I remember yeah. the article. Those they the still, they're still, the ones who are like, I know Trump lied about everything, but I still support him. I still yeah. support him 100%. On Point had a show. Well, my, 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 my problem with that article is twofold. Number one, that it is, is continuing that narrative um, of, uh, of, you know, poor, poor Trump, whatever. But number two, it's focusing on these rural, yeah. working class folk. When let's not forget that suburban moneyed middle class upper middle class also turned out in droves to vote for trump because it wasn't a matter of voting against yeah, their it's interests a it's a matter of voting exactly with their interests well it's can it like my two cents on this whole topic is i can see your point where at one hand i can't go a week without some some journalist asking some poor white per, white trump supporter do you still are you do you still support Trump? Do you still support Trump? Are you still okay with your vote? I don't give a fuck shit what they think. I know what they think, you know? They're they're going to support him no matter what. They could they could Trump could go and blow their four year old's brains out and they'll still blame Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton. So we're we're getting that. But then the real worry, the real danger, the real underbelly of the uh, those that vote red aren't getting enough discussion, probably because they don't want to. Uh, let's say mainstream media don't want to wile up the red base by say, "See, this is what they this is what they think that Republicans are. They think all Republicans are are uh, white nationalists that want to uh, kill people left and right." See, see, see. I think that's what. OTNO, that's who you were talking about just now, right? With the mm, yeah, there, there needs to be a. A, a, a dialogue that has not come from war, time-worn and overstated narratives about this is what all Trump voters look like yeah. and this is what all Democrats or liberals or black folk or whatever look like. The media is generating narrative, but at the same time, that narrative is ex- existing within the same old well-worn ruts. Well, so that, hyperbolic. The problem that I think is that the mainstream, in quotes, media wants so hard to not appear to be partisan that they're fucking partisan because they're I, just my when i watch something i don't watch fox news but when i watch quote the mainstream media they seem to be much harder on the democrats than they are on the republicans i think just because they 
they have to know. Like this is what I'm just this is just what I'm I'm not talking about like a, a a opinion type news show. I'm talking about just like the straight fucking news, you know, like Alexandra Witt on MSNBC that doesn't ask any follow-up questions. She just quote reports. Um it seems to they they seem to dance around a lot of shit when they shouldn't be dancing, you know? Like like for example, what happened in Virginia when I what's was it what was his name? Ed Gillespie? Is that was that his name? The yeah. the Republican who, who yes. lost? Like he did a full on Trump racism one oh one Hail Mary at the end. And the way they reported was like he had some divisive ads. <laughs> like no, they weren't divisive. Like they were full on racist. Like he was bringing up sanctuary cities when there are no sanctuary cities in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, you know, like shit like that. He was bringing up those gangs when there isn't those gang. Like he ran a racist campaign, but they didn't want to call it racist. Now, when you go on the opinion shows, yeah, they'll fucking call it racist left and right. Like, I, I watch those shows because um, I am partisan. <laughs> I want to have my thoughts and feelings <laughs> parroted back back at me. I'm sorry, I got, I got off track. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate you admitting that you wish to hear your thoughts and feelings <laughs> parroted back at you. Um, my point is going to remain that there is insufficient space for there's not space created for dialogue and this is um and I know this is gonna be our this is probably not gonna be our last show prior to thanksgiving i don't think so no. but you know this is one of those times when everybody's gonna either go home for the holidays or not go home for the holidays accordingly because they don't want to deal with their family and or that one uncle and or their own parents if you're you know lgbtqia and you're you may not be going home this year because your parents were Trump voters. Should we boycott else. Thanksgiving anyway? Isn't it a racist holiday? It is a god awful and terrible holiday in its original context. What However, you're saying is be, when you don't go, then you're making you can't it worse. Have a, I'm going. I'm going to go to the casino for Thanksgiving. Who wants to join me? Uh, you know, are you in? I don't gamble, so I'll pass. But there's more things to do there than gambling. There, you can go to the spa. There's a spa. That sounds great, but I'm going to either be here because I can't take that many days off. It takes me days off already, or I'm going to hang out with my family. And when I do hang out with my family, I'm going to have, if I do get a chance to do that, I'm going to have a lot of frank discussions with the men in my age group about not being fucking ab- ab- abusive and or uh, uh, harassing assholes. Don't that's one do of the things, it. No, that's it's, one of the things no, that they're, I can They're a lost to cause. Do. I that, thought about this a lot. They are a lost cause. The, the change that's going to happen is going to be the next generation. Well, then, I'll, uh, number one, I, I'm sorry. I refuse to believe people I'm related to are a lost cause in that context. And number two, then it sounds like I can also be having conversations with their kids and my little cousins that way. Yes, to have but conversations with them. Regardless, I think that Every single time you, and I'm guilty of this, you unfriend someone you disagree with on Facebook, or every single time you don't go to one of those family gatherings. That's too ballsy. You have to mute them. Don't let them know that you are. All I'm saying is that the more we increase the, I mean, this is, of course, every single person has their own limits. Every single person is free to dictate their own boundaries as they see fit. I'm not trying to dictate how you should live your life, whoever you are out there that is part of some marginalized group that's having a hard time. So, but, but at the very least, let's say you're not one of those folk. Let's say you are, you know, some cishet dude or lady that may be of Caucasian persuasion or whatever else. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't still advocate for the folk. Maybe you're a little bit tired of having to try to advocate for themselves in the face of that kind of bigotry, resentment, discrimination, or whatever else. 
because it's a lot harder for them and people are probably more prone to listen to you anyway if they are for some reason you know aligned against uh, folk in that space. I just want to say it's not hard not to sexually harass people. That's true, but so it is hard for a like dude to talk to the dude about you it. You don't do sh- you don't do it. It's that's great. It's, yeah, if you had that impulse to begin with, Except that needs sometimes they don't know what it is. That's exactly. then that's a fucking problem. Um, now, how how do you not know that you should not grab somebody without their permission? How do you not? I mean, I just it's don't. Part of our socialization that's part of i mean women do it to women and to men and men do it to men and we don't know sometimes we have no idea what we said is taken completely differently than we meant it or when i say we of course i don't mean me (laughs) i mean everybody but me but uh i think sexually harass somebody Never in my life, mostly because I don't talk to people very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of confusion about it, and people are confused, uh, are afraid of the confusion, and then they get angry because they're trying so hard to figure out, like, you know, what's okay to say and what's not okay to say. Not because they care about the person that they could have potentially said that to, but because they don't want to get yelled at or called yeah. a certain whatever. But, um, the end, what if I send you as my proxy to my holiday uh, gatherings? Cause then the discussion your, takes place. Where's your holiday gathering? <laughs> Florida? Uh, no, Thanksgiving will be in, uh, Peoria, Illinois. I don't know if I can make up Peoria, Illinois. Otherwise, I would seriously consider it. Really? I'm, no, no, seriously. Oh, like, man, I, I haven't got awesome. firm holiday plans yet. We're still trying, I'm still trying to put them together. So. Is that where Wayne's World was? <laughs> no, that was uh, up by Chicago. Uh, well, there was something in Peoria. Wasn't there? Vaudeville. Uh, Vaudeville's in Peoria? Uh, well, well I think th- there was a Vaudeville saying, like, if it plays in Peoria... Blah blah, and it'll know. play anywhere or some shit like that. Um, Note to uh, self: figure out where vaudeville is. <laughs> well, I feel bad now saying that people don't change. I I think everybody. Well, I don't know. Do you guys think people are are redeemable? I like, think, do you think that some of these men, like Kevin Spacey or Louis C.K. or hell, even this Moore guy, can find redemption? Crickets. Crickets. I think that um, I'm not saying forgiveness. That's I think there's difference between redemption and forgiveness, right? I agree. I, I guess like they yeah. can't. Can they come back? I, I actually, you know what? It was really interesting to see people's reaction to like a Bill O'Reilly versus uh, Louis C.K. Well, it depends on uh, when we say people in general. It depends on which media outlets you're listening to. I, think I'm just, the, I was just talking about my friends on Facebook. Exactly, your friends <laughs> on Facebook are very specific sampling of the population. So. Like, like when when it came to Bill O'Reilly, it was anger, and when it came to Louis C.K., it was disappointment. Of course, again, your your friends are sampled from a very particular portion of the population that would feel that way. Right. This is the same group we're talking about, and they're two different reactions. We're not talking about a wide spectrum of. Of positions reacting to. I don't understand different. that masturbating in front of people. Well, 
maybe you should like try they, it. Like when people say it's all about power, I'm like, is it really just about power? Because that seems like there's something else going on. Like that's, that's, that's definitely both, but or other things. But um, Megan, I, I'm curious as towards uh, I, I have a response, but I'm curious as towards your response about the uh, forgiveness slash redemption question. Is in like, are is it possible for someone to find either or both? Uh, okay, let's see. What's the difference between the two? If you're talking about redemption, uh, do you want me to find the? I can do the the dictionary definitions of both. Um, because I mean they're similar. I'm not even really sure actually what forgiveness means. Maybe it's and I think a lot of people don't know what that means. But that's a different conversation. Uh. Redemption, the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. That's the, uh, and it's a noun. Uh, so that's like on a universal scale, and forgiveness is on a like an individual personal scale. Uh, is that the difference? I would, I mean, the way I understood the two terms to mean was, would be redemption does not require the... Forgiveness is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Yeah. So, I think so, you can be redeemed without being forgiven for I your th- past. I sins. think that if I was to like, you know, kill your mom or something or whatever, then you might personally choose to never forgive me for killing your mom. Mm-hmm. But I can have gone through, I can have gone to prison, done my time, seen the error of my ways, and then become a better person in that process and decided, wow, I'm going to ensure that other people don't do that, be it via community work or advocate working at a women's shelter or whatever else and find my own personal redemption in that way to where I'm not beating myself up internally. I, I can have, I can have redeemed myself via forgiving myself and work towards preventing that thing from happening ever again. But you personally, as the person, as your mom's son could never choose to forgive me mm-hmm. for that action. And, or maybe you could choose to forgive me for that action and you're forgiving me. You're saying what you did was wrong, but I no longer but but I've seen you be truly contrite in in that action and 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 be sorry for what you did. I have seen you try to redeem yourself, and so as a result, I forgive you. I.e., I, I no longer bear any ill will towards you or wish to personally harm you in the, for for having done this thing. I no longer desire revenge. There, uh, maybe they're for two different people. So redemption is is for the perpetrator, and forgiveness is for the victim. I think it can go both ways, actually, because you can still, <clears throat> as the perpetrator, not forgive yourself for something you did to the victim. Right, but but what I'm saying is, um, you do you, you think- don't you, you don't even need to have an opportunity to do that because it's not for you. Mm. Mm. So you you're not the one to decide if you're forgiven. So mm. it's not a it's a non-issue in that mm. context. That's a good you know point. Yeah, I think the act of redemption, I think, has to come from the person that did the evil thing in the first place. I agree. And I think then that would kind of spread out for him. Like, like, for example, Harvey Weinstein, so far, does not seem to... Like, his reaction to all of this is to go to a rehab facility, but not just any rehab facility, one that allows him to use his cell phone. By the way... He's trying you- to say that he has a sex addiction. So he still hasn't acknowledged 
the Weinstein fact that he, Weinstein. Okay. By the way, for, for the record, let, let, let's and be clear. And his lawyers are still going after Rose people that else. are accusing him. Well, let's also not forget that it wasn't just his lawyers that he sicked on folks. He literally hired corporate intelligence agencies to dis, yeah. to to discredit, that terrorize, is some crazy yeah, shit, man. Discredit, terrorize, and otherwise complicate the lives of of, of, of his accusers. <laughs> this wasn't just like, oh, I am going to. It was uh, a machine. Yeah, it, like, it, it, it was legitimate. Like you know, like. Israeli scary spies shit. involved. Yeah, in yeah, this organization called Black Cube that like legit does corporate espionage. Oh he basically God. sicked them on his accusers. And he so, had he had his personal assistant act as a honeypot for these actresses. Yeah. So this is this is far. I, I mean, didn't know what that term was mm. until recently. Do you know what a honeypot is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you think I supplement my income? There you go. But so, so that being said, he's he, he's got a long way to go before he can get anywhere near redemption. Yeah. You, you don't get to. Um, you don't get. To determine the conditions of your, I just don't think he gets it. Just no, like of course Trump, he fucking Trump doesn't, doesn't get, it. get it. Like I don't even I don't think, think he cares like to get it. At this Hitler point. would no. get it. You know, I I don't. Uh, he's, there's no redemption being sought there. I don't think. And so, then Louis C.K.'s response wasn't even an apology. It was just an acknowledgement. It was, it, but at least that was acknowledgement of wrongdoing. Where most of these so far. Don't even, don't even do that. Have been like, you know, I like Kevin Spacey. I was, I don't remember no, that, no, 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 but no, no, I no. was drunk. To, to be clear, <laughs> it wasn't the acknowledgement of wrongdoing. It was simply an affirmation that an event occurred. Yeah. He did not, I mean, to, to my knowledge, I've not read his full statement. Um, maybe he did acknowledge they were wrong, but the, the big headline about that is these acts the, the, are these true. Like they, they are true. true. Yeah. And so maybe in, in the text of it, he did say, and I was wrong. I didn't before. even bother reading him. Now that reading I, the rest I, of it. I, I, I was like, yeah. so, you know. So, um, but, 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 but in stating that, you know, he has, uh, that anyone is a long way from redemption and, or that they clearly don't care about being redeemed, that implies that there could be a state where they could be capable of redemption. No, 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 no. And in fact, okay, here, here. How about... I'm just I, I will, It was a joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't make you feel that way. Oh, God, some I'm sorry. people... Yeah, I think that some people that do terrible shit have a point where they want to be redeemed, but uh, it's for selfish reasons. There you go. Yeah. That's an excellent point because there's plenty of folks that basically want to skip to the part where they're forgiven and or redeemed without having done any of the work to get there. They just want it to quote, go away and feel better. I did some terrible shit, yada, yada. Sorry about that. My yeah, bad. Exactly. Uh, but everything's cool? selfish in a, in a way. Everything is like selfish. There's that philo- yes. so, philosophical everything. question no that altruism, altruism does not exist. It does not exist. There's also the question exist. that states it does, but by sheer necessity, by virtue of our perception of the world. But like, I won't hurt you. So you won't hurt me. It doesn't make us bad. <coughs> it makes us human. Do you want to talk about dicks now? Oh, God. So, by yeah, the way, when are the dicks coming? Can I just, can I just stop in for a second? Puns, and um, I'm sorry. Wow, yeah. So um, I, I hope I'd make I you feel... lots of them. I hope you didn't feel like I was trying to put you in the spot or make you feel uncomfortable. I'm no, sorry. No, I didn't. No, no. Um, I, was, I was just making a joke. Well, because the thing is, so I, I keep on... And then a lot of these things, uh, and this is you know perhaps a point in your corner there, John, about there not being any kind of... Um, that, that nothing exists in an altruistic matrix is one of the things I have to do to wrap my head around um, some feminist issues is to frame it in a way that I will be able to understand it viscerally. Like, I mean, yes, there are some obvious 
you know, someone making certain kinds of physical contact or certain overtures that are clear violations of any human's personal space and or agency, period. But in some senses, I'll have to replace the word woman with the word black in a given set of, set of accusations. All of a sudden I go, oh, man, fuck that. And so it takes me a second to catch it sometimes. Right. Um, so And changing that framing helps a lot, which also provides another intersectionality moment, which is always exciting. Um, so that said, if I was to try and put this in a, a different framework where someone had committed some grossly racist act against me or someone that I cared about, anything from like, you know, garden variety discrimination to actual assault. Would it be possible for them to find forgiveness and or redemption? Because um, I, I want to take the focus off of you sec. I feel, I feel a little uncomfortable how much I was kind of like, so Megan, how do you feel about that? Um, uh, I, I think It's that, all right. Nothing matters. Go on. Oh my God. <laughs> so um, I really... If someone, barring like extreme psychopaths and or sociopaths, people that are extraordinarily good at mimicking actual emotion and making you feel like you're invested in some fashion or they're invested in you in some fashion, barring cases of that note, if I was to truly feel that someone was sorry for what they had done and had done and had done and was continuing to do something or things to address both their past action and prevent further action on their part or that of others. You know, if they had done community service work, if they had donated, um, not just like, Hey, I'm, I'm stinking rich and I have all this money. I'm going to donate, I'm going to donate, you know, a couple hundred dollars to somebody. No, you have done work. You have made sacrifices. You have made your life less comfortable in order to make someone you feel like you've wronged life or a group of folk that are akin to the folk that you've wronged life more comfortable. If there is sacrifice involved in your apology, then I think that it's – I'm not saying this happened overnight. This could take months, years, the rest of one's given lifespan to perhaps get into a – to perhaps begin to atone for something they'd done wrong. Um, then – Yes, I think it's possible for someone to attain redemption. Forgiveness, different story entirely. Do you know Xena Warrior Princess was all about this? <laughs> I'm not even... I've not watched that it much It is Xena, all so. about this. She was a warlord, and then she met Hercules. He beat the shit out of her. <laughs> and she turned her life around, and the whole series is her trying to find redemption for her past sins. Did she find it? No, she died in China. Wow! Spoiler alert. But I've, she knew. But thing. she knew that. I mean, that was God what she was it, trying John. to do. Her whole the rest of her life was was helping people that needed help. Okay. Pitfalls and Polarolis are also. If that's a great show. For one action, we might be talking about two different motivations. Maybe I go pick up trash on the side of the road as my redemption um, for throwing trash on the side of the road out my car window or whatever. That sounds more like a punishment, though. Uh, yeah, I'm not made to do it. Oh, I'm doing okay. it to myself. You don't have a yellow vest on. Right. Uh, maybe I'm doing that because I want other people to think, um, to not think that I'm a bad person or, uh, you know, but, but it, other people are looking at it as, oh, well, they really see what they did and that's why they're doing that. Like, it doesn't, necessarily mean that the person understands the viewpoint of whoever it was that was wronged. And and to your point earlier, you said, you know, I have to rephrase it to myself and 
exchange woman for black person or whatever. Something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that you can like relate to directly. I think everybody has to do that in order to like really understand. And so, which is like empathy, right? Like I can put myself in your place not, and see how it. But like, like when, for example, I don't know if this is what you're trying to say. This is what it immediately reminded me of. Whenever there's any story about, well, what, what's going on right now? Those women coming forward and sharing their stories about sexual harassment. When a man then will say to another man, imagine if that was your daughter, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever. Like, that's not true empathy for me. It shouldn't have to impact your life in a way for you to empathize with somebody else, you know? I'm saying that's what empathy is. I don't think that's, I don't think that's true empathy. You have to rephrase I think it. you should be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes without imagining it being somebody you? that you care about. I can. So the, the, the issue in that case, um, I, I have a personal issue with the having to say, oh, what if it was your daughter or your mom? Yeah, or your, the, that's bullshit. That, no, no. To, to me, that's bullshit specifically because it's, it's still not you. It's someone else that you care about. But we see that true empathy to me is you, you. You imagine yourself being in that space. Like how many? You're, by how many you're not space. really talking about that person. You're talking about the feelings that you have for that person. Hmm. So okay, the, it an is example you. for okay. this. Is an example when I don't remember what his name is, but I can see his face. It's a uh, Repu- conservative Republican hmm. who is very, very anti-gay. Um. Voted anti-gay and everything, and then his son came out of the closet, and, to him. and then he switch. changed. Yep, or even Dick Cheney, for example, very, very conservative. Daughter's a lesbian, and so on. That one issue, he softened a little. He's not. He softened a that little. <laughs> to me. That is bullshit. I see no this because is the if thing. it had not been, if his life had not been impacted that way, they would not have changed at all. I, there's no it's a other double way to make sword. the impact. It's a fucking double-edged sword. There's because no I other know. way to make the impact. I know is what I'm saying. So and that just if so it just if, if it if it's inevitable, if you cannot avoid that, then does it make it bad? I mean, the result. I is think those the same. people are bullshit. Like I am, I am never going to ever be in the position of either father, fathering a child or caring a child. Yet I am still a hundred percent for a woman's right to choose. That's that that one issue is never going to impact me. But I could still empathize with that woman having control over her body. There are a lot of ways to approach that level of empathy or any level of empathy. And whatever lever, whatever trick, whatever mental framing gets you in that space that works, by all means go with it. But I think that demanding that people always reach that point of understanding uh, via a particular path is dangerous to impossible. It's just uh, called so, just being a, just no, being no, a human being. Well, and that's it right, right there. There are so many definitions of that phrase, depending on your walk of life, your religious outlook, your personal outlook, your social outlook. There is no gold standard for this is the given set of morals that all people should operate by. That does not exist anywhere on this planet period. There is a thousand different ways to interpret. Like, for example, to go on about the abortion thing, the Buddhists believe that until the cord's cut, that is an appendage. That is an organ. No agency whatsoever on its own until the cord is actually cut. That's when spark of life starts for them. That is so far outside of a Judeo-Christian matrix. I mean, I can, I can understand the logic behind it. I can understand the sense behind it. But we're talking about other folks that believe the second a little sperm and a little egg pop together, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. boom, that's a living creature. So sentient, 
with, 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 that, that is entitled to all the rights in the Constitution and shit. So I just want to give you an idea of the, the, the frame, the, the range that exists for even that one topic. So the, the idea that if, if, as Megan was saying, if someone reaches that point of epiphany, because and actually Al Franken had a great, um, back when he was still writing comedy as opposed to being a U.S. senator, he actually had in one of his books this like prayer, this joking prayer where it's just like, I hope that every single senator in the U.S. Senate has a son, daughter, cousin, best friend, wife, whatever, that contracts some random ass weird form of cancer or is gay or is encounters some other thing that places them in a unique and distinct status purely so that that person will have that sparking epiphany moment. Because for some folk, that's what it takes because their experience has been either coddled, privileged inside or outside of a given set of standards or, or, or parameters that they just don't have the, the extra lever, the extra boost. Yeah, maybe they're just spark. assholes. No, I, I don't want to paint people with that, that bar of a brush because that's <laughs> You don't just, have to. I will for you. It, Give me the paint. It is, it is disingenuous and it implies that there's a certain fundamental rightness that you or I or Megan or whoever has that they don't have. It's, in that sense, I'm not going to say nothing matters, but as far as personal perspective and ethics, it's all fucking relative. We just happen, we just happen to live in a place where a lot of folks loosely adhere to a Judeo-Christian matrix, but there are plenty of other matrices out there. Dicks. And rant. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about dicks now? <laughs> or do you want to wrap it up? Because I kind of want to wrap it up. Sure. Let's do that. Megan, I'm glad that you're here. I wish I wasn't sick because I'm. I mean, I'm sorry, guys, but I feel like I've I ran it on. I feel like I ranted on Jesus, and um, I feel like you guys ranted on. I know. Poor Megan didn't get a chance to talk. She's here. No, 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 no. no, There's no just kidding there. I mean, you know, I I definitely tend to go on tears, and I apologize for my lengthiness on on, on that. Before we go, Megan, is there something that you want to bring up? Hmm. I promise I won't say anything else. Yeah. No, but I appreciate the platform. No, I don't I don't really have Well I hope I hope that everything works out and you can be here. Oh I got a, a job interview. I had a job interview. Oh, that's why you're here? No, no, no. It was oh. over the phone on Wednesday, right before I started driving here. Awesome. So hopefully that works. Yeah, don't well. think about it. Just just put it just put it Oh put okay. it away. Put it in the cupboard. I didn't think about that. Put it in the cupboard. Man, that feels because better. Because if you fucking think about it, it will never happen. That's uh, what I learned. That secret board is bullshit. There isn't anything that I've never thought about, and still things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish they would stop. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully uh, the the end of my my nightmare is coming. Well, if you if you do move back here, start will a you new be one on the show. All the time. Thanks, John. But if you do, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do me a favor. You're going to have to send me a goddamn bio so I can put it up on the website because Regina and Cindy and Ryan still have not done that. I can send you one right now, but I have to be a regular. Yeah. And I need a picture, too. I have a fan base. Jesus Christ, what more do you want? Um, who I want. I asked. I told you what I want in the bio. <laughs> so All I can right. put it on the website. All right. And uh, then we can start uh, talking, or we can start getting sponsorships like all the other shows. We can start, talk about um, those meal programs 
We can fake about how great it is to be cooking fake. <laughs> different meal. There's usually one complimentary all account that comes with them. Oh my god, that's my least favorite part of all the podcasts I listen to now. I'm like, no, don't get sponsors because then I've got to hear you being fucking fake. <sighs> the, on my favorite murder, though, they do kind of like a silly. That's there's even worse. I still like skip, skip, skip. Oh shit, the music's still there. They're still talking about some jeans or something. Well, they're not talking much about murder, so <laughs> they were just here, really Friday, yeah, yeah. Somebody told or me Saturday. They were here last night. Um, I sent them, I emailed them a hometown murder, and they did not play it on their program. It was about the Alan Hatchet. Grateful sods. Um, I'm not going to say what I want to say because oh. that'd be a gingered pejorative. There you go. It's <laughs> great. Enjoy the song Police State by Pussy Riot And we'll be back next week Hopefully without um, Any sort of sniffles And coughing and hacking of lungs And Afrin Fogs I've taken Afrin for a week And I'm nervous Is this our first plug? That it's going to be permanent damage to me I hope not because I shed on them all over them. Oh yeah, I don't think because it doesn't work anymore. I think it's like cocaine. You have to like up the that dosage. Is, that is literally how nasal sprays work. Yeah, you, you, you get less sensitive to them. But one last thing, I want to say one last thing, one last thing. That I'm done. I promise. Mm-hmm. If anyone has any of our fair listeners out there, uh, uh, if you have any suggestions, I'm curious towards your suggestions about how do we have this dialogue? You know, this in, in this modern Trumpy world where you know. We don't want to give the crazy pants oxygen, but we do obviously need to have a conversation with them somehow on some platform to figure out some other path other than like, you know, them basically being constantly terrified that we're going to blow up stuff and trying to kill us. So uh, please email uh, or Facebook or Instagram or tweet at us at any one of those uh, um, platforms in the links of this here podcast. Uh, the email address is letters at secretlytimid.com. And I'm I'm so happy that you think that people listened all the way through this. You know I what? Bet they probably right. turned maybe, it off. Maybe they did. Maybe I they totally did. wouldn't have. There you go. Because we're just <laughs> ranting about stuff. But if you do, hey, I'm, I'd be very curious to hear about your suggestions about how we can navigate um, that space and have more dialogue, especially come turkey slaughter time. Uh, and we'd love to hear about your stories after Turkey Slaughter Time about how, 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 and if you had any dialogues of your own. So, what you're saying is we need to recognize there is a dumpster fire without putting fuel on it. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And if you're in the DFW area and you don't have Thanksgiving plans and you want to go to Windstar with me, let me know. We can meet <laughs> up there and we can have a really fun time with the native. People, there you go. <laughs> hang with I don't know words. if what I just said is offensive or not. No, no, it'd be offensive if you said hang with the plebs. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of what what what, uh, what tribe is Windstar. I can't. I don't know. I don't gamble. Um, but anyway, have a good week. Enjoy police ri- uh, police date by Pussy Riot, and um, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.